That night I had a dream. It means nothing to me. I drifted off thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. Uh, chemical super freak, but I still need a gun. But now I was haunted by a vision of... Oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> he was horrible. Mouth to dildo, dildo, ass, ass to ass. Hi, Blanche. Anal bees. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. We don't have time to meet his lawyer! I'm going to detain a flyer for enjoying his whiskey. Oh, bitch, is this in 3D? No, but your face is. You could turn the day into night. I'm a mall. I got a thing for words. And laid the waste to everything in his path. I work on Wall Street, you know, with the big buildings. I live in an apartment with a doorman, and I can buy almost anything I want. over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on little things. Bring me the big knife. I'm going to cut my throat. The helpless and the gentle creatures. You mean my wang? And it's like a battle between motors and horses, like technology versus horse. He left the scorched earth in his wake, befouled on even the sweet desert breeze that whipped across his brow. It's like unbeatable. I didn't know where he came from or why. It's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee out here. I know if you would dream. But I feared that I myself had unleashed him. You still like Italian? Welcome back to the unbearable weight of Nicolas Cage for our winter holiday spectacular. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And I'm Abby. And this week we're watching... The Family Man. A family man. I'm so mad because for like a week and a half I kept looking for the what I assumed was either a Regency romance novel or a Hallmark movie that had the plot to this movie but I could not remember that it was the plot to this movie so I spent so much time trying to find the thing about somebody waking up next to the ghost of their dead girlfriend or whatever. And kind of being It's a Wonderful Life. Well, do you want to hear the good news? We're watching it now? No. Uh, I was initially going to try and come up with a parody to the Family Guy theme song, but I totally forgot about that, and so you don't have to deal with that now. Oh, thank God. Why Oh. It's oh. a good thing that I didn't do that, because then you would have to deal with that. Why is that something you would do? Why Family Guy? That just sucks. Because it's the Family Guy, the Family Man, same syllables, same count. It's Oof. yeah, Oof. no. But by Christmas magic, I totally forgot to do that. So you don't get that bit for me this morning. Thank you, Bob's Burgers, for Christmas magic. <laughs> Christmas magic. La 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 la. So yes, I'm not really sure what to expect out of this film, considering that I thought that it was like a plotline to a Hallmark movie for the past like week and a half. <laughs> I'm either going to be really disappointed or really, really like it. Well, and Jeff sent me a message about this movie before finding out that I had no idea what I was getting into, and Abby had no idea she was getting into. And I forget, Devin, have you watched this one before? No. All right! So, Jeff, hello. Thank you. 
Also, this movie is currently streaming on the HBO. Do we now. get to know what was in the message? I agree. That that was a weird. Jeff told me not to share it until after we had watched the movie. I am now very scared. Christmas magic. What the fuck? Who dies in this movie? <laughs> and or during the production of this movie. I'm now expecting it to take a wildly dark turn. Like the Twilight Zone movie? Do you think I've seen the Twilight Zone movie? No, but it, I thought it was pretty well known that John Landis had a person die on the set. The only movie that I'm aware of that somebody died of during the filming of was something we watched for this podcast that I can't remember which movie it was. It wasn't just a person, Luke. It was three people. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for a while, when Max Landis still had a reasonably good standing, whenever he got too big for his riches, people would just pull up. Remember how your dad killed three people on the set of a movie? Yeah. And that shut him up. Max Landis sucks. Was his father a serial killer? No, a popular movie director. Yeah, but you said he killed three people on the set of this movie. Did he, like, actively contribute to their deaths, or did three people just happen to die? He overrode safety regulations. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it was negligent homicide. Yes. Yes. Okay. I can see how that would shut someone up about their dad. Christmas magic! But yeah, so none of us know what we're getting into. We know that it stars Nicolas Cage and also Taya Leone is in this and Don Cheadle. Yeah. The second War Machine from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Jeremy Piven. The Pivs? Wait, when did this uh, movie Piv. come out? Which which era of Jeremy Piven are we dealing with? 2000. Which would have been pre-Entourage? Yes. Okay. Ooh, and Ken Long in a small role. Yeah, this was 2000. Kevin literally just said that. And Robert Downey Sr. I'm sorry, wait, was actually an actor? Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Saul Rubinick. I truly had no idea that... I figured there was a Robert Downey Sr. I had no idea that he was an actor. Oh shit, and Scully's in it? Yeah. Joe McKinnon Miller? Scully. <gasps> Scully! That's Tommy. Beautiful. I I love a random oh that is that is a either a Hitchcock or Scully pre- Nine one, nine nine episode appearance. Yeah. Well, and then we could do this part, or I could just cut this part out where you could open up your podcast themed gift that I got you for Christmas, Devin. Let's look at the podcast themed gift, Luke. I'm not sure if it's going to be better or worse than the non podcast themed gift. I mean, we get this beautiful Foley music. Oh, 
I will put in fully music on top of this. It sounds like no scissors are being used or you're just brute forcing it, so. Correct. This is the way. They started using that as the new uh, CD-92.9, formerly CD-1025, formerly CD-101 catchphrase. It's weird. I thought they changed. I still don't get why. Oh, because... They lost their license and like went online only for about a month. Yeah, and then... Because the guy who owned their license wouldn't sell it to them. And then they were able to buy a different license, which is why they changed it. Gotcha. It has no ring to it. Except for me, who my mind just goes to CD ninety two nine, the flashback channel from back when I lived near Dayton. CD one oh two five also didn't have a ring to it. No, like CD one oh one was great and then just Yeah. Series of weird choices and now one oh two five is also a weird like alternative alternative rock station, but it's but sometimes it plays mariachi music, depending on the time of day. Like, mm-hmm. it is not a constant station. It seems to change what they play, depending on the time of day. Mm-hmm. Both of these gifts are great, Luke. Oh, there What did be you receive, Devin? I received a uh, Nicolas Cage t-shirt of him on the head of a dragon. Fucking hell. And then also a whiteboard but it is designed a new hairstyle for Nicolas Cage <laughs> yes thank you to Paydoco I was like I don't know what I'm going to get Devin this year as a weird gift and then I'm glad that I figured out what I was going to get Devin this year uh, let me double check I thought... oh there yeah there also should be a magnet in there somewhere Oh, there is a magnet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and this is fine magnet. Mm-hmm. This is fine. Yes. Not the magnet. Life. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we all need that PC green vibe for ever now. Ooh, and markers to draw on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So yeah, you can try and draw Nicolas Cage's hairstyle from this movie. From the picture, it looks very generic. Yeah, it it does. It's not really a Cameron Poe. No. Very few are, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you have to contain that energy. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Merry early Christmas, Devin. Thank you, Luke. Is it concerning that the name Cameron Poe sounds familiar, but I don't remember which movie he's from? There's also... Yeah, Connor. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. There's also the thing that always got me, which is you have Cameron Poe, but then you also have popular Star Wars character played by Oscar Isaac, Poe Dameron. Mm-hmm. I knew that! I I want to quiz Abby and just show multiple Star Wars characters and say which one of these is Poe Dameron, but also... I mean, I know what Oscar looks like. But if I put aliens in there as well, would you know? If I put in a picture of Elo Asti, would you know? 
What if you put up the picture of Oscar Isaac? Then she's good to know. I know who Oscar Isaac is. What if I put in the picture of Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse? That's not Star Wars, then. No, but I mean, it looks reason. Well, no, no. Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse looks much worse than a Star Wars. Anyways. Uh, that movie was bad. Oh, yeah. But is it the worst? Like, no, we are not here to talk about X-Men. No, it's time for Devin and his hot take of X-Men Pays. No, the worst one was by far Dark Phoenix. I just watched New Mutants. It was significantly better. But do you have issues with the racism? Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, and also like... But they also got all the... In my opinion, they got all the characters right. The story just didn't make a lot of sense. I've, I just quickly lost all desire to watch the movie. Because, like, for two years I was hanging on. I was like, you know, this is going to be pretty good. And then just, like, the week before the actual final release when it came out, it was like, oh, here's a bunch of more racist stuff. Oh, he wanted to use Storm initially, but the studio wouldn't let him. And he's got really weird ideas about women of color and how they're going to be evil. Anyways, uh, yeah. Oh, and it uses the bullshit. There's two wolves inside everybody. You know who there isn't two wolves inside of? Nicholas Cage in this movie, probably. No, I mean he's probably more like a five wolf person. I will stab you, Devin. How many wolves do you think Nicholas Cage could eat in a day? <sighs> a lot. Fair enough. Alright, well, do we have anything else to say before uh, watching this movie, which is on, as I said before, HBO Now? No, I, I truly just know that it has something to do with him waking up next to his imaginary dead high school girlfriend and seeing what his life could have been like. So that, that's... No, she is, she is not dead. That is what I gathered from the opening little bit that I had read last time. It was, he was negligent, so they broke up because he favors money and work. Oh, so it's a Peggy Sue got married meets uh, Scrooge, a uh, Christmas Carol. More of a, yeah, more Christmas Carol-y. Interesting. Or It's a Wonderful Life? I got It's a Wonderful Life vibes from reading. Probably also that. Sentence. I don't know, I never see that. There, how? I don't know, we never watched that at my house. It's it's a classic. Yeah, I watched the real Christmas classic yesterday. It's where Arnold Schwarzenegger teams up with Simbad to try to get the last of the uh, Turbo Man action figures to save his to make his son Jake Lloyd. How did you never and his just... wife Rita Wilson not mad at him in the hit film Jingle All? The Way. Yeah, I've still never seen Jingle All the Way. I did rewatch. That's a, that's a problem. How did you get through like? Grade school and middle school without somebody being like, oh, it's the last day of school before vacation. We're just going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, we always got mm-hmm. hockey movies. I was say, we, we never watched it in school. That it... Never watched that one, and I never watched The Miracle on 34th Street. I mean, Miracle on 34th Street at least has two popular versions. And if you want black and white or uh, Matilda actress. It's the same damn movie, they just colorized it. 
No, there's one that they reshot. Oh, okay. I was supposed to think of, well, I haven't seen either of them, so. But yeah, no, no, like, I have gone to the movie theater back when those were still a thing to watch It's a Wonderful Life. I, the crisp, the old Christmas classic my mom was very into is White Christmas. That's one that we watched. I mean, that's fair, but that just is. the fact that you have never seen It's, it's a Wonderful life, life is just... Yeah. So you don't know about Mr. Potter, except for probably the SNL sketch? <laughs> you don't know about Zizz's Petals! Nope. I think that was it to Paul Lind. Never seen. I don't know what that what you just said there, what a two Paul Lind is, but Zuzu's petals. Yep, don't know what that is. All right, uh, when you're in Columbus, we will just make you sit outside <laughs> and watch through the window <laughs> as we watch "It's a Wonderful Life," a two-hour movie about how. If someone never existed, Nazis would win World War II. And then I'll st- sit, make you sit outside and watch through the window jingle all the way. Alright. Sounds like some Christmas magic. But for now. Yeah, we watched that one. Then I watched Boris Karloff's The Grinch. Then I watched Jim Carrey's The Grinch. And then you call it a year. But um, now there's a third Grinch. You must complete the Grinch circle. No. I don't like the Jim Carrey of the Grinch. It's too weirdly horny. Yeah, Jim Carrey of the Grinch is fucking great. Love it. It's trash? Nope. Not trash. But also, I didn't actually see it until last year. That's a mistake. Again! What did you do on the last day of school before vacation? If you're... I was say, actually, especially too, because actually we did watch Jim Carrey's Grinch in school. I mean, I'd already seen it plenty of times before then, but... We watched other movies, mostly hockey movies when I lived in Westchester, like whatever inspiring... Miracle. I think that was probably after I had left. But yeah, like that was what we watched or the like... Okay, Abby has not seen any of the Rankin-Bass Christmas specials, but that's also justifiable. I'm Jewish. Yes, yeah. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Do, oh, then, then have you watched the classic uh, Hanukkah film, Eight Crazy Nights, Abby? No, I have not. That's a mistake. <laughs> I'm aware of its existence, but I, I just kind of looped out of Adam Sandler very early. She's also only That's seen. A shame. She has also only seen Gremlins two, and will probably also only have seen Gremlins two because she did not enjoy Gremlins two. That's fine. I only saw Gremlins once. I never saw Gremlins two. Oh, oh, we've had this discussion before. Oh no, uh, we're regurgitating there, content. Yeah. Okay, but uh, there's a lot of side fil- like weird Christmas movies that I think will be just fine. I mean, Gremlins two is not a Christmas movie. Also, features Christopher Lee. Okay, I... Such as the movie that we're covering for our podcast, Die Hard. It's fine. We're... On on Multiversal Cube, we're doing Die Hard 2020. But yeah, no, uh, there's delicious quiche in the oven. I have one quick question. Yes. Relating to not having seen um, It's a Wonderful Life. Like, because, like, everything parodies it. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, do you know when you're seeing, like, a parody of It's a Wonderful yes. Life? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I even knew that, like, Rugrats was doing that. So I was familiar with the Rugrats parody before. Rugrats did one where it was, what if Chucky was never born? And it turns into, like, a Mad Max scenario where all the babies are just running loud and committing crimes and the parents can't do shit. I mean, that's just Rugrats. No, like, they have literal motorcycles. Beautiful. Okay, well, that was just my question. Like, if you got the reference material without ever having seen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we will reconnect after we have all watched Family Man. Luke can reveal Jif's secret message. We'll see you after we're done visiting the Family Man. And we are back from The Family Man, which, uh, yeah, it, Jeff's, Jeff's message to me, uh, that Abby was asking me several times was, uh, it is a movie that he deeply, deeply hates. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Was there reasoning given for why yeah. he hates it? No, uh, he did not want to give me more details to accidentally poison me against it. That's fair. Fair. Yeah. I did. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's. It would I be, liked it. It would be a weird movie to have in someone's Christmas canon. I think. I mean, yeah, it didn't really feel super Christmassy. Because no. it was more like these events start on Christmas, but mm-hmm. don't really have anything to do with Christmas other than the fact that it happens to be Christmas when this happens. <coughs> Die hard. Yeah, that's why in that's why in Die Hard twenty twenty, the second coming of Jesus is there, so it's explicitly a Christmas film, Devin. There we go. Mm-hmm. Anyways, look forward to that on the Multiversal Q feed. Uh, yeah. Also, I had to remember what movies Brett Ratner had done. A ton of them. Yeah. Not, he hasn't directed as many as I thought. That's because he's a bad man and is no longer making movies. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, because they had several women come with sexual harassment allegations against him, which is not surprising since the image that is mostly used of him is him reading from the big book of butts at least on the av club ah i did not know that yeah uh he was also back for the longest time matthew vaughn was the only x-men director who was not a sexual predator jesus christ he also then whoever did dark phoenix also i don't think is but and not counting wolverine spinoffs or new mutants yeah, not counting spinoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one person who had who was making allegations while making of the original movies. Uh, Burt Ratner is also the guy who directed the three Rush Hour films. Red All Dra- classics. Red Dragon, and then Power Heist, movie forty three, and Hercules, along with 
Money talks. Tower yeah, Heist was actually really good. That's that's what I heard. I've seen none of these. Oh, Tower Heist was fun. Rush Hour in the trilogy is great. Hercules wasn't fun like I wanted it to be. Now he mostly just produces films. X-Men Last Stand was an abomination. Yeah, it was the first awful X-Men movie. And movie 43 was terrible. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the point of movie 43, though? No. No. Well, also, he only directed, like, one segment. Mm-hmm. Because that was, like, that weird movie where, like, everyone directed. And there is just a ridiculous number of celebrities. starred. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a shitty... No, uh, I think it just kind of turned out that way. I don't think it was supposed to be. It didn't start as a shitty Gary Marshall film? No. No. Uh, so, who wants to describe what happens in this movie? Who wants to give their three-minute summary? Go for it, Abby. Nicholas Cage is a big big time Wall Street bro who went to an internship at Harrods Bank in 1987, which resulted in his breakup with his girlfriend, Kate. She was very worried before he got on the airplane that their relationship would end if he went to London for a year to take this internship. It turns out he was correct because in present day he is a big time at not ad executive Wall Street dude who is very much alone because he has lots of money and no time for anything but making money. Maybe even a hundred and thirty million dollars on and, this pharma and, and also murder. having random sex because he can't commit to because a relationship. Because he's lonely. Mm-hmm. So on Christmas Eve, the night before the big merger, he stops into a bodega to purchase an undisclosed item, possibly some eggnog. At which time, John Don, che- Don Cheadle, wearing a fucking fat farm visor, comes in and tries to cash a 238 lotto ticket. The guy running the bodega tells him that he has a that he counterfeited his own ticket and refuses to cash it. At which point, John Don Cheadle pulls out a gun and threatens the owner. Nick Cage defuses the situation by offering to pay Don Cheadle $200 for the lotto ticket. Don Cheadle takes the deal and walks outside with Cage, at which point Cage tries to tell Don Cheadle it's not too late to turn his life around, and he can be like Cage, who has everything he needs. At which point... Don Cheadle kind of tells Cage that he's going to regret that statement. Don, Nick Cage goes home and falls asleep in his weirdly barren bedroom with a train set above his bed and wakes up in the morning not wearing the fancy black speedo he went to bed in, but instead in a bed in New Jersey next to his wife, Tia Leone, a.k.a. Kate. It is Christmas morning. His two children and dog come in to get him up because it is Christmas morning. Nicolas Cage is now wearing boxers. And then he sets off a series of events where, in a typical It's a Wonderful Life fashion, he goes and runs around and tries to figure out why the hell nobody recognizes him. He goes home, goes to a party, and figures out he's a tire salesman for his wife's husband's father, and just kind of settles into hating his new life as a father. His daughter, Annie, realizes that she's not his father and believes that he is an alien. 
Over the next two months, Nick Cage then is an unhappy tire salesman, which at points where he almost sleeps with a neighbor and is bad at bowling. And after about two months where he doesn't buy a $2,400 suit because they can't afford it, he gets very angry because his life is not working out like it should. But also, he kind of likes his kids and he really likes his wife. So, after some bullshit, he goes and... No, no, I'm sorry. The executive of the... Firm he previously firm he worked, worked at. at car gets a flat tire in front of the tire shop that he now works at. And Nick Cage takes his opportunity to tell the executive about everything that could have happened if he had been in charge of the merger. The ad executive, who's kind of kooky and likes this guy's spunk, invites him to drop off the car when the tire is completed at the trading firm, at which point Nick Cage tells the executive and the president, who is not Nick Cage, like it was in his previous life, but is instead Saul Rubinick. Bunch of weird shit about what kind of alcohol they like and how their wives are like. At which point Saul Rubinick gets really, really mad because he thinks Nick Cage is up to some shit. So, but Nick Cage gets offered a job, and it comes with a nice-ass executive apartment, at which point he tries to convince Kate that they should move into, but Kate doesn't understand why he can't just be happy with the life they have. Nick Cage... Shit, I don't remember, like, a crucial five minutes of this movie. But, so, pretty much... He decides that if she wouldn't be happy in this life, he needs to be happy in his life. But then Don Cheadle had given him a bell when he was originally dropping Nick Cage off in the new life. And when his daughter rings it, he realizes that, oh, this must be the sign that my life is going to change. This is my last night here. So he does shit like lets the dog run away and tells Annie he's going back to the mothership. I think he watches Tia Leone sleep like a creep and wakes up back in his New York at executive life i don't think he actually lets the dog run free forever i think it's just letting it off so it can go piss where it wants i'm doing the recap he lets the dog run away (laughs) (laughs) so he wakes up back in his creepy apartment with the train set above his headboard and then he realizes that he wants his life back with kate kate who had called him and left his phone number at his office, so he has his phone number. So he calls Kate, and instead of going to Aspen on Christmas morning to fix the big pharma deal, he goes to Kate's apartment, where he discovers that she called him because she has a box of his shit from 1987 that she wants to get back to him because she's moving to head up her law office in Paris. Nick asks her for a cup of coffee, but she says she has to get on a plane. So Nick Cage gets back in his car to fly to Aspen, but instead he goes home and gets nostalgic about what they used to have. So then he goes to the airport and tries to convince Kate that she should go have a cup of coffee with him, but she's like, dude, I got to get parents, what the hell, we haven't talked in 13 years. So then at the airport, he spouts all this shit about their kids' names and like what their kids look like and their house and their dog, and she doesn't call the police, but instead decides to have a cup of coffee with him. It is snowing outside the airport, and they look very happy while having their shitty airport coffee. It is a happy ending. The end. Merry Christmas. And also, while 
eight weeks have passed in the fantasy world, it is still just Christmas Day. That's how It's a Wonderful Life works. Well, no, It's a Wonderful Life only takes place in, like, one day. It's not an eight-week time. Yeah, but you wake up on the day that you Yeah, yeah, but... That's a central tenet of It's a Wonderful life I mean, it's also a uh, Scrooge uh, Christmas Carol thing. They did it all in one night. Agree to disagree. You don't think that... You don't think that a Christmas Carol happens in one night? No, it does, but that's not... But there is a It's magical fantasy realism, Luke. Anyways, anyways, yeah. What a kind of weird movie with a bunch of references to It's a Wonderful Life and inadvertent references to other Nicolas Cage films. I enjoyed this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was fun. This is also the... Tia Leone was the villain. I, I was noting that throughout like the entire film. She doesn't want him to be happy. Well, first off, it's just like, because in the fantasy realm, she still gets to live her dream of being a lawyer. So it's just like, so only Cage needs to give up his like dreams and ambitions. <laughs> because of her father's heart attack. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, because of... Uh, it's like very, Also, the, the, the biggest part is, say... Hey, on Christmas morning, your husband seems very confused and, like, not himself. And all you do is berate him mm-hmm. for, like, the next, like, four days. It's like, clearly something is wrong with your husband. You should be trying I, to figure out what that is. I like, par- did he have a stroke or something? Like, I don't know. Like, I partially blame Cage for never saying, this is not my beautiful wife, this is not my beautiful house, my God, what have I done? This is not my beautiful checkbook. Because I think that would have made this more interesting where she's trying to figure out what happened to him and not he's trying to pretend to be someone that he is not. And like if your four-year-old daughter can figure out that your husband maybe isn't himself, why the hell can't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's not a we never spend time together. They spend a lot of time together. Yeah. Also, I started laughing when uh, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac came on when she was trying to have sex with him, because that is a very... We probably got married in the 90s, and we used to have sex during this song. I also like, too, that he was asleep in, like, under 30 seconds. She should have known he was faking it. Mm-hmm. It obviously takes him half an hour to fall asleep. Yeah, it's it's a weird. It's one of the many weird choices. I I don't know that I hate this movie. I also don't think I will like think about it. No, actually, there's enough weird stuff in this. Like we get some very cagey cage in the movie. We sure do, and it's like great. the cake scene. Mm, yeah, yeah. When we get to see Brett Ratner's fetish of trying to have sex with your wife after. Uh, putting cake on her face, or after getting cake on both of your faces, and having sex on the stairs. Yes. Also, some fantastic singing of Cage in the elevator. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is the third Nicolas Cage movie that we have seen featuring that song, La Donna Immobile. And we have one more song where we will eventually see that. 
or we we will have one more movie where that is featured in it. What were the other two? The other two were Honeymoon in Vegas and Guarding Tess. I don't remember that at all. I think Guarding what, Tess what is was the future when... one. Oh, uh, Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Ah. Where he's actually playing it. I have no idea, but I am excited to see that as it is one that I did not know was an actual Nicolas Cage movie, even though it was mentioned in the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I thought it was just a weird made-up film. Nope. None of those <laughs> movies that were mentioned were made-up films. That would have been a really weird choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I would agree with you that Tia Leone is the villain in this, because yes, you're right. You should realize if your partner, especially like... The guy who apparently has always made a huge big deal out of your anniversary mm-hmm. suddenly forgets that it's your anniversary. The guy who runs out on Christmas Day confused and not recognizing anything. Like, there's a lot of warning signs. But also... You should have looked into that. Also, I feel weird that she was like, okay, well, your dad is running out out we're just going to celebrate christmas without him like i i i get a bit of that but like i mean given those sweatpants maybe she thought he was going to become santa claus because he definitely fucking stole them from the set of the santa claus (sighs) oh what a potentially what a wild movie those are just the most like late 90s early 2000 dad pants those those i agree red sweatpants he copied it. I don't think they can be the same ones. Cage is in much better shape than Tim Allen is. Mm-hmm. Now, initially, John Travolta was going to star in the movie. Yeah! Yeah, I see it. Mm-hmm. Also, was I the only one who thought that he was going to become into the other self because Don Cheadle was going to shoot him? Yes! Yeah. I definitely like, think that's I 100% said how he's going to get shot. Go. Yeah, it was such... A weird choice for Don Cheadle. Also, we learned that John Cheadle and Nick Cage are the same age, even though Don Cheadle was definitely playing someone like 20 years younger. Note the fat farm visor. Yeah. Fashion never ages. Nope. Mm Mm-hmm. In creepy IMDb facts, the very obvious, they put that in Brackett's body double for Kate is quite a bit taller than Taya Leone in the shower scene. What a weird trivia fact to put in there. I definitely didn't notice that. I also did not notice that. Also, I'm surprised that Cage would, would use a body double. No, Taya Leone's body double. Oh, Taya Leone's body double. Gotcha. I feel like that's something that Taya Leone told her people, like... Please put this on IMDb and put the wording very obvious in. Oh, also, Nicolas Cage previously owned the Ferrari that was used in this film, but he sold it a year before the filming of this movie began. Not, like, the same model, not, like, the exact The car. exact same car. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Did he steal it? Because did he steal a prop like a lot of actors do? You mean, did he steal back the car that he sold off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no idea. Like how, what's his name, uh, Chris Hemsworth has like seven hammers around his house. Fair, I mean, it's hard to see To the point those. where his wife has told him to stop. <laughs> well, 
she can't. He can't anymore because they're done with Chris Hemsworth, who's in the MCU. No, there was not. Thor's still around. I was going to say, he's like the one who's still coming back. I yeah. thought they just decided to kill him all off. I mean, nope. they might kill him off in the next Thor because they're introducing Jane Foster Thor. Like Natalie Portman is Jane Foster Thor? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ugh. No, I don't think they'll kill him off because I think he's going to then go pal around with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd be fine with that. I am also looking forward to Christian Bale as Gore. Yeah, that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that was fun just figuring out which which uh, Thor villain is he going to play because I had my money on um, the evil Minotaur businessman, but Gore Gore is a wild choice as well. Mm-hmm. Gore is the God Butcher. Yes, I read some of that arc. I was telling that to Abby. I see. I just tuned that out, so I truly have no idea what you said to me. Fair enough. I think something about a God Killer. The God Butcher. Sure, cool. T-Mags is coming back, though, Abby. That should get you excited. Yeah? Yeah? You want your T-Mag back, T-Mag back, T-Mag back. I Am I supposed T-Mags. to know what this is? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Oh, T-Mags. okay. The yeah. only Spider-Man who jizzes through his hands. Fuck yeah. Naturally. Yeah, but but you got T-Mags, and then if you were talking about Timothy Dalton, that is T-Dalt. And then and, you had our bats. Well, and don't forget about T-Lo, who was in this movie. Yes. Also, she's in way less movies than I realized that she's in. Who, oh. Leone? Yeah. Are we yeah, switching? she's definitely one of those people who was, like, big in early 2000s, but, like, hasn't done a bunch since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, that was interesting. No, look, um, we're, we're not necessarily switching over. I was just casually mentioning that. Okay. Annie was the star of this film. Oh, 100%. That mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. I cried. It, it was also something where I noticed, like, Cage really just acting different and having a completely different aura when talking to children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cage played a good father. Mm-hmm. He did. He had to deal with getting pooped and pissed on and farted yeah. on by a baby. Yeah. And see, yeah. like, once again, that goes back to how Taylor is the villain. It's just like, also, not only is he clearly, like, exhibiting, like, some sorts of, like, like issues, it, but it's just like... disassociative episode at the least... Yeah, and it's just like, then you're just telling him to go take care of the children. It's just like, that seems like a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's just like, go drop the baby off at daycare. He keeps being like, where the fuck is daycare? Yeah. I don't know where anything is, and I don't have GPS. It's I rely on my four-year-old to tell me what the hell I'm supposed to do. It's yeah, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's like, even if like he like doesn't come like manic or something, it's just like a... What if he just gets lost and you never see him again because he doesn't know how to get home? (laughs) Like he mentioned to the dog, do you know how to get home? Or how he had to be led home by his best friend in this weird alternate universe who really felt like he could have been played by, like, someone else who was slightly more sleazy. Like, you wanted Dean Winters? Yeah, like, Dean Winters would have worked where Vince Vaughn. 
I don't know. Jeremy Piven's pretty skeezy. They just I, didn't make him skeezy. I don't know what else I have seen J. Piven. Oh, well, he's in a lot. Let's let's discover that. Well, well, uh, Taya Leone has second billing in this movie. And I have also seen her in A League of the Own. Uh, I just feel bad for Taya Leone because of the horrendous haircut they made her get. It was so blunt. Also, Jurassic Park 3 and Fun with Dick and Jane. Jurassic Park 3 is underappreciated. It oh, it is. better than 2. It is. I think it's comparable with number 1, especially in terms of like, hey, we need to raise the stakes here. Here's people who don't have a franchise built around them that aren't, aren't expected to come back. We can Holy crap. What? The family man gets top billing in her, like, pre-blurb on Wikipedia. That is she hasn't done anything. Like, on Letterboxd, she's only done 20 movies. Yeah, she has not done a lot of movies. Her last one was Tower Heist. But then she went into Madam Secretary. Yeah, uh, I knew that was okay, big. That, that but yeah, there was... And in 2000, the year that this came out, she was also playing herself in X-Files. I have seen her in A League of Their Own, The Family Man, Spanglish, and is that the movie I'm thinking of? Yep, Ghost Town. What is Ghost Town? Oh, Ghost Town is a movie that stars Ricky Gervais about Ricky Gervais getting haunted. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I forgot where he's the dentist. Mm-hmm. Remember when Ricky Gervais was like, we're going to try and make him into a property. And then he was like, hey, what if you don't believe in God anymore? I invented the office. Yeah, that is that is the Taylor Leone I have seen. Devin? I have seen... Bad Boys, The Family Man, Jurassic Park 3, Fun with Dick and Jane, and Tower Heist. Ooh, Don Cheeto has a separate page on Wikipedia for the movies that he has been in. I do love some Don Cheadle. Of course Don Cheadle gets his own page. Mm-hmm. Well, he's one of those people where, like... I didn't see Boogie Nights until a few years ago, so I didn't know that he was really in a lot of things before. Yeah. Boogie yeah, Nights is great. Boogie Nights is great. Uh, he was also apparently a cameo in Rush Hour 2, which would make sense. It was a little bit more than a cameo. I have, But it was good. I have not seen that since, like, one of my friends wanted to watch it for his birthday. Nice. Uh, and then Ocean's Eleven. I don't remember if I saw Ocean's Twelve. Hotel Rwanda. Ocean's Twelve was the bad one. Ocean's Thirteen I did see. That one was the good one. Iron Man 2 where he took over playing Jim Rhodes. Iron Man 3. Honestly, better... No. But honestly, better choice him over uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even though the reason why the choice was made is not great. Which was Terrence Howard wanted more money and the guy who was in charge of Marvel films at the time was like, oh, we can just replace him with another black guy nobody will notice. Damn straight. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, Captain America, Avengers Infinity War, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and wow. 
he might be the person I've seen the most movies with this year. I thought he was also in uh, Magnolia, but I might be mixing him up. Abby, what films have you seen the cheese in? Um, The Family Man, and then I'm pretty sure just all of the Marvel shit. I have also seen The Family Man, the Marvel shit, all the Oceans films, Boogie Nights, Hotel Rwanda, Rush Hour 2, the disastrous film that was Crash. But which Crash? The one that won the Academy Award was a piece of shit. Okay, the one that was supposedly about race, but it wasn't really about race. Not the one where it's weird people who get horny due to car crashes? No. Wait, is is that the one about the drums? No. Uh, what's the one that stars J. Jonah Jameson and what's-his-face? Dude, that's Seven. Whiplash. Oh. Okay. When you have a crash, you get whiplash. I guess that was the connection my brain just decided to make. Yep, and I was thinking... Oh, that's of... fair. I, I, I was shitting on Luke, not to shit on you, Abby. I thought I... Luke was trying to make some weird joke. No, I couldn't remember the name. And also, I was thinking of Orlando Jones in Magnolia. Orlando Jones hasn't been in enough, either. No. Orlando Jones is... Remember how great Evolution it. was? Remember... Oh, is he? That's unfortunate. But remember how no, great evolution I think is. I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> yes, yes, I am thinking of someone else. Never mind, did not mean to malign Orlando Jones. No, Orlando Jones is, like, really great in a lot of things. Evolution was great. He was in Bedazzled, where he was a lot of fun. Drumline. I have not seen Drumline. Drumline's great. Uh, and then Steve... I, he was the reason that I, yeah, that I actually started watching Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Yeah, and then they just fucked up that show really fast. I only watched like five episodes, then I quit. But... Oh, the first season is pretty solid throughout, and then the second season, they just pursue the wrong romance, and like immediately the fan base was like, whoa, you're, you're going with a boring-ass white lady. No, you gotta get Abby with Ichabod Crane. Ah, that's actually honestly what I assumed they would have gotten with. No, yeah. they they are super foolish with the choice that they make. Oh, then I've also seen Don Sheets in Mission to Mars and Volcano. Volcano, the superior of the volcano disaster films of uh, the late 90s. I only saw Dante's Inferno and I distinctly remember the horrifying... That was Dante's Peak. That's right. I remember the horrifying canoe death scene. Oh, Hell yeah. All, all apologies to um, Orlando Jones. I was getting him confused with Isaiah Washington. Was... Is that the dude from Grey's Anatomy? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. No. Yes, Orlando Jones and Drumline is fucking magnificent. Oh, wow. I am going to feel really weird now. Uh, Mackenzie Vega, who played the daughter in this movie. So many movies. Is four years younger than me. And was also in Sin City and X-Men The Last Stand. And Saw 1 and 2. 
Uh, she's only credited for Saw 1, but there might be a flashback thing. There's a flashback in Saw 2. Okay. Wikipedia did not see reason to, uh... Ah, okay, this is also But the boxed does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she worked very well for... She plays Carrie Ella's daughter. She gets to live. That's good. Yeah, but she did not get the uh, Cameron Cortez role in Spy Kids that her sister got. Oh, her damn. sister is two, uh, six years older. Ah, okay. Well, that would make sense. She mm-hmm. would have been really young. Mm-hmm. What Mackenzie Vega films have you also seen, Abby, or is that it? Just my luck. Hmm. And then the babies don't have a Wikipedia page. But Pivens does. Oh yeah, J Piv. It was actually it was actually a connection to Spy Kids, because Jeremy Pillen was in Spy Kids all the time in the world. Is that the fourth one? It came out in 2011, so I'm gonna assume so. No, three is Spy Kids 3D. Game over. Ah, okay. With Stallone. I'm sorry, what? Sylvester Sloan plays is the villain of uh, Spy Kids 3D. Jesus Christ. The uh, Spy Kids universe is just insane. Especially when you remember it has Machete in it. Yeah. <laughs> Machete, the R-rated movie series that started out as a fake preview in the Grindhouse film. That's because Robert Rodriguez likes just to mix things up. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever heard about his weird cut that he has for, uh, which was, oh, Planet Terror? No. So, you know, have you seen Planet Terror, Luke? Yeah. Yeah. You know how the kid shoots himself in the car? Nope, I don't remember that. Ah. Well, there's a kid who's, like, playing with the gun and accidentally kills himself in the car. That Jesus is Christ. That is Robert Rodriguez's son. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he loves to cast family in those things. Yeah, but Robert Rodriguez has a separate cut where the kid doesn't kill himself and lives through the movie because he didn't want his kid to see himself die. Dear God, the Entourage <laughs> movie came out five years ago. What did? The Entourage movie. I, I believe To be that. fair, I mean, that came out like way after the show ended, though. No, I know, but I feel like this year has just fucked with my sense of time so much. You don't remember, like, the year where everyone was like, oh, you know, Ronda Rousey is a fascinating person. Let's see her in more things. And then it's like, oh, nope, she's hella problematic. You almost, people are clamoring for her to be Captain Carol. That would have been disastrous. Yep. Partially because she can't uh, act. But yeah, Jay Pivs, I've seen him in Family Man, Rush Hour 2, Black Hawk Down, Scary Movie 3, Cars. I didn't like cars. Was there not enough Mater in it? Did you need to see cars too? Sweet Jesus, no, that's the reason I have not watched cars too. <laughs> I've only seen I have only seen the first cars. And you were like, I do not need to see Larry the cable guy being a tow truck any longer? No. Larry I the cable hope. guy keeps appearing in things. He remember really when he keeps Remember when he keeps like becoming the sequel to a movie starring a like super buff like action hero in a family movie because he does 
Jingle All the Way 2. First one stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Second one, Larry the Cable Guy. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out like five or six years ago. Came then you have The Tooth Fairy. Arnold Schwarzenegger with Larry the Cable Guy. No, well, it's, it's a completely more like separate a, character. It's a spiritual sequel type thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then you have The Tooth Fairy starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Then there's The Tooth Fairy 2 starring Larry the Cable Guy. Well, yeah, because you can't... Were these all direct-to-video sequels? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, I have not... That just says so much. I have not seen Jeremy Piven in a lot, though he was Elongated Man in Justice League United. I have seen J-Piv in... The Family Man, Serendipity. I've seen part of Old School, Chasing Liberty, Cars, Keeping Up with the Steins, um, So Undercover. Been a lot of really weird chick movies. Um, but and then I feel like I need to give a shout out to him. In Mr. Selfridge. Because that was great. I have seen J. Pivs in One Crazy Summer. Say Anything. Uh, Gross Point Blank. Rush Hour 2. Serendipity. Black Hawk Down. Old School. Chasing Liberty. Scooby-Doo and Where's My Mummy. Cars. Smokin' Aces, Rockin' Rolla, The Goods, Live Hard, Sell Hard, Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists, Sin City 2, and... Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. I... Oh, and also various seasons of Entourage. Mm. I did not know where i recognize lisa thornhill from and then when i saw the name it's like oh okay uh because the only other thing i've seen her in is rush hour three and then veronica mars where she was celeste kane mm. uh she in this movie played the woman who really wanted to sleep with nicholas cage and was flirting with him all the time you could tell because in the first time you see her they just do a slow pan up her legs to her tits Mm-hmm. So, yes. Well, I made a fun cameo role of Ken Lung. Everyone loves him. Was he the old man buying the tires? No, he was the uh, shop owner who refused to take uh, Don Cheadle's uh, lotto Lottery ticket. Lottery ticket? Ah, okay. Well, I mean, the next one on Wikipedia is Saul Rubinick. Who I know mostly from Warehouse 13 and Leverage. Mm-hmm. Have you watched Leverage, Devin? No. It's a good heist show. Neat. Mm-hmm. I had seen him in only two other films. I guess he was in Rush Hour 2. And... Just everybody from this movie was in Rush Hour 2. Yeah. That's uh, Brett Ratner. Yeah. Oh, and it also came out the next year. Oh, okay. And Unforgiven. 
Yeah, I have not seen him in anything else. I also did not see The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which he is apparently in. I heard that was good. Mm-hmm. Also, his Wikipedia page is just kind of fucked up because for a while... I saw that. Yeah. Oh, I think we will see him later in... Oh, nope, that was a different film. I thought he was... I thought Nicolas Cage was in Jerry and Tom, but I think I was thinking of someone else. So Rubenix from Oi vey, my son is gay! Is that one you've actually seen? Of course not. But just the title. You you say that, but also your parents came over and asked if we had seen the documentary on Jewish uh, Christmas movie or Christmas music writers last night. So These I These are very different things. Fair. Fair. These are very different things. Yeah, I have yep. not seen Saul Rubinek in any other movies, except for, uh, yep, yeah, nope, no other movies. Have you watched Bubby's Boarding House yet this year, Abby? Um, that was the go-to Hanukkah film for my roommate in college. We watched it several times. No. I have was, never seen that one. Was it good? It was interesting. There's puppets. <laughs> Oh, okay. At first, I thought you said Buffy's boarding house, and it took no, my minute, Bubby's. My, yeah, no, it took my brain a minute to figure out how the fuck something called Buffy's boarding house could be a quintessential Hanukkah film. There is also Chanukka and Bubby's, or Chanuka. <laughs> Luke hadn't seen the Smokey Robinson thing until I showed him the last night. Nice. But yes, uh, this was a fine movie. Nick Cage should act more with children. Are you tired of talking about actors? Uh, we could mention how Harv Presnell, who played Ed Reynolds in this movie, also played a father-in-law who owned a uh, car dealership in the movie Fargo. I have not seen Fargo. Just skip to Ken Long, Luke. Do the world the favor that he deserves. Because he played Karnak in the Inhumans, a movie that you went and paid to see in theaters? Hell yeah, that was a great time. No, he was actually in other good things. <laughs> Theoretically, he was uh, quitting choir and X-Men The Last Stand. Nice. Dev- or, uh, Zach is trying to... Or Zach from Xavier Files maybe trying to find the person who played Blob Herman. In the uh, in the movie to interview him. Ah, yeah. Uh, okay, no, I have. He also was seen in. I was gonna say in Star Wars. Uh, he was also in AI artificial intelligence. God, I hated that movie. He was also in Red Dragon. Yeah, Brett Ratner just casts the same people. Time and time again. Oh, yep, and then Force Awakens. He was in there because what's-his-name didn't want to come back for it. Oh, uh, Wedge. Fair enough. I mean, he's gotta be... Wedge's actor has to be pretty old at this point. Nobody was, nobody's in the last one. Oh. This part, he's, no, it was he didn't want to do it because he didn't think the part was, like, big enough. 
That one's getting a bit, uh, pretty big for his britches. I, I agree. have the family man and AI artificial intelligence. Also, the man who plays Wedge also is the uncle of uh, Ewan McGregor. It's why, well, it's partially why Ewan got the role. Devin, did you notice that they put Robert Downey Sr., a prince, in the credits? Yeah, that's weird. It is very weird. Did he die during the filming in this movie? And no, because he's still alive. Mm-hmm. I think it was more... He uh, was just willing to be in the movie. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, because he was, he was in there for like 20 15 seconds? seconds tops, yeah. He did get pretty high billing. Yeah, at the end of the day, he is Robert Downey Sr. Yeah, apparently there was just a period where he would do any movie no matter what the budget was. Nice. Mm-hmm. That is insane. But yeah, I've seen up. Ken Lung in Rush Hour, Family Man, uh, Saw, Squid and the Whale, X-Men 3. I think I saw Saw 5. Star Wars, and most importantly, Lost. wild there was a movie called hail caesar not that one that both had robert downey jr and robert downey senior in 1994 not the cohen brothers one no there is no exclamation point at the end ah what a distinctive that movie also sucked i like that movie devin you 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 shit on it every time yeah there's only one good scene, which is the Channing Tatum dance number. Yep. Robert Downey Sr. is also in Boogie Nights and Magnolia because we keep coming back to those movies. Yeah. Boogie Nights is also great. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <sighs> yeah, R.I.P. Philip Seymour Hoffman. What are we doing next time? Next time! I know how much it's I know how much you love to drive in the winter, so we're going to watch Drive Angry. Shot in 3D. Abby's giving me the middle finger. Ooh, the double guns. Double guns a-blazing. Cage also goes double guns a-blazing. Mm-hmm. And has a very young wife slash daughter. No, neither of those. Out. Neither of those. Both, both, both. It is a fantastic ride. I'm looking forward to another action cage. Action and it cages brings in supernatural cage too. Ooh, devil whammy. And it has great actor who plays Charlie Swan in the Twilight. Oh God, beautiful! Truly cannot wait. Devin, awesome. where can you be found? Well, uh, hold on, hold on. Next time, we will also need to figure out what we are going to want to pick as our next cage film so we can get suggestions, or we could do that right now. Figure out our next cage films. That way we can have people suggest the films that they want to see so we can get that poll going. Uh, I am choosing one that I have not seen but have been interested in. I am suggesting Lord of War. Lord of War? Yeah. That's where he plays Russian. 
Jesus. That could go many different ways. I've seen several films where he has played a Russian. This is the one that people like, though. <laughs> oh, no. Nicolas Cage got married and divorced last year. It's not no, very surprising. It was an annulment. It was after, like, three days, because he was wow. drunk. Jesus <laughs> There. I'm going to bring back that... Page Bruckheimer connection and say the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Which is now on the Disney Plus, I believe. Yes. Also a fun movie. Mm-hmm. With great actor Jay Baruchel. I do enjoy Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna talk about my favorite sports film we'll ah. Jay Baruchel. I didn't know that's how you pronounced his last name. Yeah. Uh, Luke, what is your selection? Gosh, yeah, I have to. I I was hoping. I just I picked one based on the title. Pick jujitsu. Pick jujitsu. Uh, Kevin said it was disappointing. I want to pick. It a was. Film. It was. It was really boring. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pick Captain Corelli's mandolin. Okay. We're, we'll, we'll watch the last movie that currently has used Yato de Bombeder. So, uh, make sure to send in your suggestions of other films you would like us to watch, and then we can make our last announcement and get the poll out for the order in. Or, well, no, I'll probably just put up a poll now, and then we can announce. Uh, but, yeah. So... Get ready for all of that, and uh, we hope that you have a Merry Christmas, or you have had a Happy Hanukkah. And you have a Happy New Year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's make it better than this year, and not just Biden compared to Trump better than this year. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, there's a fun thing that I want to find, too, the, the last, my last fun fact. Mm-hmm. Please share. Because I have Letterboxd Pro, and they tell me things such as how many films I have watched particular actors of this year. Mm -hmm. Would anyone like to guess how many cages I have watched <laughs> in 2020? 30. 26. Abby is slow, slightly low. Luke is slightly high. 28. 29. St Luke is correct. It's 29. <laughs> nice. Followed by um, Steve Buscemi with six. <laughs> that is an insane drop-off. I guess you're only doing a podcast about one of them. Mm -hmm. But we do love the Buscemi, and Buscemi has been in a lot of things, as we know. Yes. All right. So I was going to say, they're either all in either Sandler films that I watched or Cage films. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, and now there is a... Uh, Nicholas Cage podcast uh, letterbox. Oh, yes. That there is. We're followed by like two people. I think yeah. it's like Dom. Both of you? What? Both of you? No. One of them is like... me. Oh, I, and then uh, one I think is Dylan Roth of the Hell Yeah Babies. And the Multiversal Q Christmas specials. Anyways, uh, 
Devin, where can you be found online? Oh, you can find me online at Fred Ofet, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. Abby, where can people find you? You can find me at Abnonis, that's A-B-B-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. Luke, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, you can also find this podcast and all the other shows that we do at LukeHair.com, that's L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R, including the new pilot podcast, Tales from the Outlands, where... The GM of a 18-person campaign that I'm in, and I, and also guests from the pod er, and guests from the campaign, talk about this very wild D&D game that we are in. That's going up every week or two. Uh, that wraps us up for now. Where uh, we will see you all in the new year, I believe. And yeah, after that, Multiverse Q is also going to be wrapping up. So. Have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and a hearty jug of Cajemus cheer. Catch you on the flip mode. Peace.